0: what's up music lovers andy wood here with my man jay scott and the hook rocks and it's good to be here
1: back it's Jay scott it's the hook rocks thanks for tuning in once again i appreciate you stopping by and listening to what i gotta yap about and uh as i always mention we're part of the pantheon podcast network a great network of music related podcasts you can check out a lot of my friends on that platform such as mac on the ugly american werewolf in london podcast tom and zeus and the number one rated kiss podcast Shout out Loudcast, Martin Popoff, the rock historian, Mistress Carrie, the legendary DJ from Boston, Vinny Apice and Carmen Apice on the Hanging and Banging podcast, as well as many others. So please tune in, check out all those and more. Great stuff to talk about, great shows on that platform, something for everyone's musical taste. Don't forget to find them on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Pantheon Pods and their website, pantheonpodcast.com. Don't forget to check out the Hook Rocks wherever you podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or Amazon. We're available on all platforms, and please set your download to automatic download so you get the latest and greatest episode right to your phone, and you get to enjoy all the previous episodes we've had. We've been doing this now for over three years. We've got over 400 episodes, so there's a lot for you to check out and hope you enjoy as well. Also, we have a presence on social media, our Twitter page. Instagram and Facebook, search up The Hook Rocks. And don't forget to check out some great previous episodes that we've done. We celebrated our three year anniversary with Stephen Piercy from Rat. We talked with the Groove Council on our 400th episode, as well as some great new music spotlights with The Warning, with Clay deeters from The Issue, and many others. So check out all that. I always like talking with new bands. Because that's really where the future of rock music is. I know August was kind of a slow month for us. We needed a bit of a break. We went on some vacations. We did some relaxing. So we're back in full force here in September. So please check out all the episodes that I just mentioned, plus many more. And we have a great new music spotlight on tap here to begin the month of September. And it's a Chicago band that I've been aware of for a while. And it's really making a name for themselves in the Chicagoland area with new original rock music. And I'd like to welcome in vocalist Jennifer Benson to the Hook Rock's new music spotlight. What's happening, Jennifer? How are you?
2: Hey, good. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Like I said, uh, previous to us getting on this chat, thanks a lot for doing this. Um, As I mentioned, I always like to spotlight new bands and glad to have you on board.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: So we always start the same way every time we do or every time we have a first time guest. And it's the same first question that we ask our first timers, just like every rock song has a hook that sucks you in. Every rock band has a moment, whether it's a song, an album, a band or performance that hook them on rock and roll. What was it for you?
2: I would definitely have to say All Around Me by Flyleaf. That's like one of my favorite songs of all time.
1: Really? And when you discovered that, was it the music? Was it the lyrics? What was it about it?
2: I think it was everything. I love the music. I love Lacey's voice. Um, I love that it was, of course, you know, (laughs) female-led so that um, I related to it. that way but just the way the lyrics and the melody came together and along with the the like vibe and the guitars and everything together I just yeah I just love it how
1: important is that for you yourself because you're only speaking about you and and uh, I'm sure a lot of female performers feel the same way but when you hear a female-fronted rock band What is that like? I mean, how is that connection made with you as someone who's young and, you know, absorbing everything and all of a sudden finds themselves into rock and roll?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm always inspired, obviously, by, um, you know, the different female-led rock bands like Evanescence, you know, Flyleaf, Hailstorm, um, In This Moment, Spirit Box, Ginger. Like, you know, I just listen to them and it, it drives me to... Um, keep pushing because if they can do it, you know, I know I can do it. And it just excites me to, um, to see, uh, you know, the females in this world um, doing what they love to do and, um, you know, and just doing it in this genre that I love, which is rock. So it's just, it's very inspiring to me.
1: When you think back of your influence and you think back of that moment with that song you know where did it go from there for you was there a sudden urge or was there an immediate urge i should say to perform to write where did it go after that that initial moment
2: well before that i, I always loved to perform and loved to write but i think it pushed me even more um, just to hear that music and um, and just the melodies that helped me want to uh, create more songs and um, and to push myself to create better songs and just keep going and going with that and originally like um, I used to write a little bit more softer songs but then I started getting into um, like ginger and um, and being inspired by her and just that, like the harder edgier sound and the eight string guitar. And, um, and then originally I was just like with the drums, I just kind of liked the basic beat, but over time it kind of evolved, And I started to love double bass and, um, and just, um, thinking about how I could, and the band could together create a sound that's more edgier with still that melodic, um, melodic, you know melody to it, and how that would sound, and how we could try to you know um, you know use those influences, but create something different that's more unique to to into and to our sound. But it definitely every time I hear that it or hear um, you know someone like that or a band, it pushes me to want to do more and I just push the edge in a little bit more each time. So, what is it about
1: the the edginess? that you mentioned in rock music. Um, It's a little different than blues based. It's got a little bit more of a metal edge to it. Uh, Why or how, you know, what is it about that sound or those, those melodies that connect with you Uh, above all else from other parts of rock and roll? Yeah.
2: Um, It just kind of like transports, me to another place. And it just gets my like, you know, gets my blood flow. it just, I love uh, the way that rock makes me feel. And I love to perform it. Like pop is, you know, pop is cool, whatever. But I don't know, to me, it kind of bores me a little bit. It all sounds the same. And it's just not fun to perform. And I just love getting on stage. I love hearing the guitars and performing with the band and, you know, and headbanging and just like going all out and just having fun. It's just something about it that just gives me energy and makes me feel alive. So I, that's why I love rock.
1: Was there a performance that you saw as you were evolving into rock music that really set you on your path and performance? Because there's the, you know, there's the fact that you listen, you hear a song and you connect with it, but then there's actually seeing it live. Mm-hmm. and seeing the synergy with the crowd and seeing the performance was there a moment for you that like really solidified what you wanted to do with this band and you in your journey into rock music
2: yeah definitely um i mean i've seen a ton of bands but one that i saw live and it's not female led but still they have an amazing um stage presence and an amazing live show um and the band red for me like it's just incredible like they have so much energy on stage and um the scenery that they have like in the background too was just so cool like kind of dark and mysterious and that really inspired me too um so yeah uh, i would say red um skillet i love too because they have so much energy on stage they're just incredible um so yeah i would definitely say those two bands but also um and maybe we haven't done it as much but in the future I do want to do more theatrical things like you know Marilyn Manson does or Alex Cooper you know just the things that they do on stage it's just so it's just um it's just such a cool performance and I just love that in the energy so
1: when you think about your you writing music. You mentioned that you wrote some softer stuff and you kind of evolved into what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. And I know the band really does um, try to capture um, a message uh, to its fans with, you know, songs about depression and anxiety. Yeah. When you started to write, was that just a natural thing to write about? Or was that something that you, you were able to open yourself up to that as you grew as a lyricist.
2: No, that was just um, natural. And what I wanted to do from the beginning, I wanted to give people an encouraging message through our music and through the lyrics and through our songs. I wanted to give them hope um, in this crazy world that we live in, um, in this hopeless world sometimes that we live in. And, you know, a lot of people feel um, they struggle with anxiety like I do. They struggle with depression. They feel alone. You know, they've been hurt by so many people. So not just the music, but the message in the songs. I want people to know that they're, you know, loved and they're not alone. And that's just something that kind of came natural because I've struggled with so many things and I've been hurt by so many people that it's just something that kind of flows out of me. And it's my heart to want to help others and encourage others.
1: When you're writing, is it obviously with what we're talking about, some of it is personal. Um, And you write about personal experience is that your main, your, your main style of, of, of writing lyrics is personal experience. Do you, do you gather other things from observation? Is there ever a story that you want to tell or is it always kind of evolve around what you've been made to feel and what you are feeling?
2: Yeah. I think every song that I've written has been evolved around something I've experienced or something I've felt, Um, something that someone has, you know, done to me or, um, yeah, every song has come from that. Like I have a hard time just pretending, like taking the story that hasn't happened to me and just kind of writing about it. It just doesn't flow from my heart that way. It's really hard for me to do that. Um, So, yeah, I think I, I, yeah, I'm trying to think, yeah, literally every song has been through um, an experience that I've had or what I've been feeling or going through
1: How difficult is it for you to capture an emotion about something that's uncomfortable?
2: I, it's not really hard for me. I don't know. I've always been someone who can um, like, it's kind of therapy to me to, um, you know, to write about these things because it's kind of a release um, of emotions. And so for me, it doesn't feel hard to do that. Um, it just feels kind of a natural thing to do just to, you know, write lyrics, write melodies through what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling. And um, and like I said, it it's kind of therapy. It, I feel better after kind of getting that out and um, letting that go and letting those emotions go. So.
1: Having that outlet has to be very important to you you know, every, on an everyday basis. You know, we all I think we all deal with anxiety. Certain levels are you know, certain people have certain levels that are lower, and yeah. obviously everyone deals with it differently. And depression's a really important subject, especially over the last few years, yeah. you know, where you know COVID came into our lives and we were locked down, and we are social beings, right? We need to interact with each other, and things were limited in scope of what we were able to do, and. It affected a lot of us. I know I was affected. It affected members of my family, and you know, when you're when you are trying to get through it, mm-hmm. um, certain days are easier than other days. Um, and, and you know, to talk with someone, and in, but in your case, have an outlet to express yourself, what you're feeling. I mean, had to be very important for you over the last few years.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's kind of where like Remnant and all of the songs on the Ascension EP came from. Um, because Remnant is a small quantity of something that's remaining after a tragedy. And obviously that was a huge tr- tragedy that the whole world went through. Um, so as far as Remnant, I just wanted to be like, you know, we're not quitting. We're here to stay. We are the Remnant. There is hope, you know, no matter what we all go through, don't give up because there is hope. Um, and so that's kind of what that song is about, or that's what that song is about. Um, but yeah, it definitely helped to, to write and, um, and then, you know, me and the band would write together too, and, you know, just get some songs recorded and all that. So that definitely was a great, um, help through that time.
1: Yeah, that was just something that no one ever dealt with before. No one really knew how to handle. We're still dealing with it in some fashion or, you know, in some way. Right. But, you know, for for you writing and, and expressing yourself um, and really putting yourself out there, the band putting themselves out there as kind of being this leader of a message about things and emotions that a lot of people deal with. Is there ever a point where you're, when you're writing about something and you're reliving something that you can't at that moment and you have to put it down and, you know, we, you talked about therapy and, you know, sometimes writing stuff down helps you figure things out, helps you, helps you tell a story about it. But also, too, as you're writing, sometimes there can be an overwhelming sense of emotion yeah. that you maybe you're not ready to kind of dive into this at this moment. Does that happen to you at all?
2: Yeah, sometimes it does. And I'm like, okay, I just, I can't deal with it right now. I just need to go watch some TV and veg out. You know what I mean? And just Mm -hmm. (laughs) take a little break because it is hard. I mean, you can't always feel that 24 seven, you'd be exhausted. You know what I mean? Um, Sometimes um, or I I, I can't do it 24 seven. I need distraction. Like we all do, you know, we need to have fun and just, um, just be distracted sometimes but so yeah there is times i'm like yeah i just i can't do it today or i can't do it in this moment i'm gonna take you know a few hour break i'm gonna i'm gonna eat some pizza (laughs) watch some tv and then i'll come back a little bit later and do that
1: (laughs) there you go there you go in chicago eating pizza is a very frequent thing when you're down on your luck it's probably some of the most uh, ultimate comfort food um
2: bad but it's good at the same time (laughs) yeah
1: On the other side of the the question is writing something, putting a song together and then playing it and then stepping back from it for a while and hearing it later. Mm -hmm. Is there ever a different perspective that you have after writing a song that may be a couple or years old or a few years old, that maybe thinking about that situation and knowing what went into it as you 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 keep removing yourself farther and farther away from it just because of time mm-hmm. that you either revisit that subject in another song or you think differently about the experience?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I always think that's the way it should have been because like, that's how I was feeling in the moment. But yeah, but I mean, of course then, I, you know, a few years later that I see it differently or I've grown from that or everything has changed. So I think, you know, things are just different. So, yeah, definitely, I would say so. But I always feel like um, it was the right thing to say in that moment and in that time.
1: When you think of the band and you think of the growth of Ignescent over the past few years and, and being part of the Chicago scene, Being a female fronted band. uh, When you think of where you started, where you are now, where is the evolution of the band? How have you guys evolved? And that's different than when you first started.
2: Um, Yeah, when we first started, it was like the music was definitely softer, um, maybe a little bit more like poppier. And over time, things evolved um, just with influences from the band members um and just their influences and then over time like my tastes have changed too and also like with COVID I don't know it was just like the mood of everyone it was just you know kind of like chaotic and crazy and I feel like people were sad depressed angry you know and it didn't seem like a time where you would want to create, or I would want to create something that's just kind of mellow. So I feel like that in itself kind of changed the band's direction um, because I wanted to create something more like harder and edgier um, just to get that emotion of what was going on through COVID out. And so I'm like, I just want to write something that has like, you know, a lot of power, but like eight string guitar and just that edginess and, um so that's what we did we wrote everything on an eight string um through the ascension ep everything but the ballad but um and i think it's the hardest song or hardest songs and like hardest sounding songs that we've ever done um with ignessen and someone said it sounded like corn like <laughs> i'm like oh okay i guess i can see that <laughs> I'm a female corn um but yeah so yeah just over time it keeps getting harder and edgier and I don't know what's going to come next but we'll see we'll see what
1: happens as far as the band goes and its place in the emerging rock scene Mm -hmm. um, over this past dozen plus years half a dozen I should say plus years Mm -hmm. there really has been a movement of rock bands from bands like yourself to blues bass bands and, and and whatnot the frustration though with the current rock scene is something that is, is a topic commonly talked about, right? Everybody's yeah. talking about, you know, what's going on in rock? Why isn't rock mainstream? Yeah. And I used to think all these things, right? I used to think like, man, you know, that needs to have more of a presence, needs to yeah. do all this stuff. But when you think about it and I had this conversation with Nick Reese, the joyous wolf after a show. Uh And um, he, he really changed my perspective because it it, it's from his point of view, who's doing it and living the grind.
0: Yeah.
1: He's like rock and roll rock music is where it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be underground. It's supposed to be, you know, where not it's not for everyone. It's not supposed to be mainstream. Mm. It's not supposed to be, on the charts it's not supposed to be all over the place because when it becomes that Mm -hmm. we lose it it becomes corporate it becomes owned by the record labels owned by the media companies all that kind of stuff and we lose whatever expression and whatever freedom we have to make our music when it does become mainstream and it was such an interesting and beautiful way to put it because we get so wrapped up in Wanting our rock music, wanting our metal music to be popular and and to everyone to just be, you know, full of the magic and everything. But when you look at what pop music has become, pop music never used to sound like this when I was younger. It used to actually have instruments being being played. Yeah. You know, this idea, this desire to have hard rock and metal at the forefront, I think can be short sighted because with that we, you, you, the artists and the bands lose a lot of what you have built up. How do you feel about that?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's a great point. I've never heard it said that way, but I, I would totally agree with that. Um, and when you look at, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying, but when you look at like, we we were at incarceration fest and like rock fest and um and all these fests and you see, like, there's like a ton. I mean, it was wall-to-wall people. It is just nuts. It's like, even though it may not be the forefront, you know, of media and online and, and all that, and maybe, well, not even the radio stations, but, you know, I mean, people obviously still love it because people are going, I mean, they're going to these fests, these rock fests, and there's tons of people and it's, you know, It's definitely not going away because I mean, I see all ages too. I see older and younger and teenagers, you know, um, kids at these fests. And so I think it speaks to everyone and everyone, you know, I mean, people are still, um, you know, still in love with rock. And I think it's here to stay, honestly. Yeah.
1: I I think, you know, when you, because everything's about the algorithm now, right? yeah everything everything is if everything is you know in the algorithm and and what's hitting this, but I think rock and metal fans really are missed by the algorithm
2: yeah. because
1: I don't think we find our music from the traditional places, yeah, and mm-hmm. I think there's a whole slew of people that are out there listening to music like Ignescent and other bands mm-hmm. and enjoying it and going to these yeah. festivals and going to these shows yeah. and they're not getting picked up by the by the streaming algorithms and all that stuff, because that's the only thing I can think of is because I, I, I too go to a lot of shows and I see the people at the shows and sure. Some shows are not as populated as others,
2: right. but that's yeah.
1: always happened. Yeah. Um, but I just, I feel like we're not part of that algorithm that everybody keeps perpetuating over and over again. And I think that's a great thing, right? Because it truly does give it that underground sense.
2: True, true. Yeah, I definitely agree with that.
1: As far as being female-fronted and having the influences that you have and that the bands that you mentioned, you know, as time has moved on and music has evolved, back when I was listening to music, there was probably a handful of female-led bands and ours that were rock and, and, and metal. And now, I mean, it's just, it's, it's everywhere, which is beautiful. It's great. You know, because I think the, the, the stigma of a female fronted band, whatever it was that was softer, it was, you know, whatever people thought of, I think that's been, been those walls have been broken down, you know, or, or, or torn down. And I think, With every new, successful, young, female-fronted band, it opens the doors up for the next female-fronted band, and it just keeps being this domino effect. And it's great for young women who are growing up to have a connection with that. Do you ever think about how that's really kind of bigger than you and bigger than these bands that you mentioned that you're influenced by?
2: Yeah, I mean... No, I, I definitely agree with that and um and it's been cool like to have some um like younger uh, girls and teenagers come up after the shows and, and you know talk to me and just say you've been, you know, you've influenced my life and thank you, you know, for the message in your songs and thank you for that, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah, I definitely think about that and that excites me that I can be part of that, of influencing, um, these, you know, these younger girls. And, and I know I've been influenced by a ton of women like Amy Lee, you know, fly leaf, hailstorm, all those, all those people. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's kind of exciting.
1: Yeah. Cause there is a, a, you know, a, a sense of purpose with that, I believe, you know, yeah. um, because it, it was not there for the longest time and it was, it, it was there, but it just wasn't as prevalent, Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you think of bands like yourself and bands like the Warning and hailstorm and evanescence that are really um knocking down a lot of doors yeah. it's it's exciting it it really is because I think it really is a true representation of who the rock fan is
2: yeah definitely
1: as far as getting back to that message um that we talked about mm-hmm. you know with anxiety and depression was that was that something that was natural for the band to pursue in terms of the subject matter of lyrics and song? Was there a, a decision to move forward with that? Or was it just something that was very personal to you? It meant you know, the message was very important to get that out. How did that evolve within the band?
2: Yeah, I I think it was just something that kind of... Float out of my songs. And then I know, um, Ian, who's the bass player in Ignescent, he struggles too. And so it kind of was just a natural thing that, um, evolved, um, uh, because of what we've all gone through in life. And so it just kind of, yeah, it just kind of naturally evolved, um, through, through the songwriting and through talking with each other and hanging out with each other and just, yeah, it just kind of made sense.
1: Performing these songs, you know, with what you're writing about and what you're doing, is there ever a challenge with that? Is that something that, you know, some nights are easier than others? Or is it more about what you're giving to the audience and how they're listening, how they're absorbing it?
2: Yeah, I would say um, it's always, it's definitely about, you know, what we're giving to the audience and, Um, and it's also a release. Um, like Ian's help was like, uh, who's the bass player that I mentioned earlier. He's like this, this just, I'm going to just give it my all. And I'm going to use this just to let all my emotions go. You know, it's kind of like a release. And if you're having a good day, bad day, whatever it may be, it's just, um, it just, I don't know how to explain it, but it's definitely a release to just get all that out. And so, um I would say the only time it's challenging is if we have a lot of shows in a row and we're kind of tired like you know to get that energy going that's just normal but um but we try to give it our all at every show as much as we can so has music
1: saved you in terms of the outlet that it that it provides for
2: you mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it saved me, but it's definitely um, helped me and been very therapeutic um, and given me a purpose um, to help others um, in in life and encourage them.
1: Because it can be pretty heavy. And I can just think of outlets that I have for me personally that I use when I know I'm feeling a bit down or or, or whatnot and, you know you, you, you rely on those things, right. And you, um, because sometimes like, you know, the world can be overwhelming and knowing that you have something that gives you perspective and gives you, you know, the, the ability to get emotions out, whether it's performing or writing Mm -hmm. uh, is really important. And anyone who's listening, I encourage you, if you haven't found an outlet, to find one whatever that is you know i mean obviously hopefully it's this, it's it's not destructive right but but um but you know find that outlet that is a positive thing for you to help you get through those moments because as we talked about in beginning this conversation the last few years have been tough for yeah. a lot of people and you know now that we're kind of coming out of things and 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 you know getting our lives back to somewhat normalcy have you noticed a shift in what you're writing about have you noticed different things or different um emotions that are that are coming up for you that you're that you're writing about or wanting to write about
2: um yeah i i mean we started writing a song recently and it was um it's not finished or anything um or not recorded but Um, The lyrics are, you're not alone. So like that, because I think, I mean, no, I don't, I shouldn't say I don't, I think, I know people felt lonely during that time. I mean, you know, like you said, people were meant to be together and, um, and we were in our houses, like, you know, (laughs) like separated. It was just so, so weird. Um, So, and just so yeah, just not a, not a good thing, not a good feeling. Um, so yeah, just that message of you're not alone just kept ringing in my head. And so that's a song that I want to get out there at some point. Um, just, you know, titled you're not alone and just talking about that and the feelings of what, uh, we all went through during COVID. So
1: when you think about that time of going through all that, you know, it sounds to me like you're a person that, the more experiences that you have, the more you can write about. Mm-hmm. And when you're not experiencing things, it can be a challenge. Was was there a challenge of creativity for you during these past couple of years?
2: Um, no, because I've experienced a lot. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of, yeah, my life has been kind of crazy um, these past two years and even the last few months. So it seems like I always have enough to write a book, which I'm not sure if it's always a good thing, but it's good for music. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's definitely not a challenge.
1: When you have, again, you know, when you have these experiences and you say a lot, you've experienced a lot, you know, mm-hmm. are there things that you dive into that have been unsettled within you for a long time and or are most of them recent experiences that you that you draw upon?
2: Um, A lot of them are recent. Um, Sometimes there's something that's unsettled that comes back up. But usually it's something that's happening like in the moment or or just, you know, the last few months or so.
1: As you move forward, as the band moves forward into the end of 2022 and 2023, I know you have a tour coming up here that goes till mid or end of September. What's next for you guys
2: after that tour? Um, After the tour, we um, probably will be recording another song. We definitely will be releasing a new song, hopefully by the end of September. We just uh, wrote a song with Jeremy Valentine and Brandon Wolf of the band New Year's Day. And um, we're just waiting to get that back and finalized and everything. We just re- uh, did a music video for that. So we're waiting to get that back. But as, as soon as we get all that back, we're going to be releasing that. So hopefully hopefully, uh, when we get back from the tour, we'll be releasing that. And then we have a tour with the band Messer in October, so we'll be going to, I think it's Indiana, Missouri, Texas, kind of all over in October. Um, and then we'll just continue to write more music and uh, record more. So,
1: Is everything singles based for you guys? Is there, you know, physical copies of an album, EP? Uh, what What is the process for Ignescent?
2: Well, yeah, we did release the EP. I think it was like a four song EP, but yeah. now we're planning on releasing like a single a month or a single every six weeks. That's the plan. So mainly just um, like a single a month. And then we do have like the actual CDs at shows that we sell. Um, but you, yeah, you basically would have to come to a show to actually get a, a CD. Um, there might be one. A physical copy online on Amazon Music. I have to check that, but yeah. But right now they're like downloadable on iTunes, um, or you can listen to Remnant by Igniscent on Spotify, and um, the whole Ascension EP on Spotify. You can download it on Amazon Music, and then if you check out um, like our Igniscent uh, music instagram page there's a link on there it's a link tree you can click on that and it has all our music there it has a merch um store too so you can um get some merch online if you're not at a show or um or else we do have some new merch too if you come to a show that'd be great uh we have these cool like bottle opener dog tags and it says ignite our hearts on one side and then it has our logo and picture on the other side so those are new we have t-shirts and then actual CDs that we will sign and posters that we'll sign at the show. So that's definitely a perk if you want to come to the show.
1: <laughs> are there any Chicago dates lined up? I'm I'm speaking selfishly for myself.
2: Yeah, there are. We will be playing, I think it's Sunday, September 18th, whatever that Sunday is. I'm pretty sure it's September 18th. At like a it's a suicide awareness show. Um, it's on the website. If you go to ignescentmusic.com, it's on there um and it's at um oh oh my goodness i'm trying to remember uh it's in downtown chicago i can't remember the name of the venue right now but it's on the website um (laughs) but yeah it's um yeah it's hosted by larry phillips and it's a suicide awareness show and yeah september 18th so we will be playing there it's like an all-day fest i think it starts at like two o'clock um and in the city. So we'll be doing that one. I think that's our only Chicago show. Yeah. In, in September, but check that out. We'll be posting more about that soon.
1: As far as the new music goes and creating has the creative process with, with Ignescent evolved and changed as you guys have been moving forward.
2: Um. Yeah, a little bit. Like, um, I think when we started, we just kind of all wrote together in a room and kind of jammed and, you know, kind of saw what we could come up with. And now a lot of times we um, will send ideas back and forth online or, you know, maybe Nate will have a guitar part and then um, I'll write to it or, um, you know, or I'll have like a melody and I'll send it and they'll write to it. And we go back and forth that way. And, you know sometimes we'll co-write with different people as well. we just uh, co-wrote a song with um, this band called disciple too um and so um yeah, sometimes we do that too so.
1: how is the community in Chicago for new music? I know there's always a bunch of cover bands and tribute bands all over the place but how is the is the community for new original music
2: it's um it's okay, yeah, there is a lot of cover bands um and um yeah, we just played in Johnsburg, Illinois at a okay. uh, called Moose Fest. So um and uh we played at Subterranean, I think it was a few months ago. So that's a cool spot in um and um yeah, I mean in um Rock House too, West Dundee. So yeah, there's a lot of cool venues, definitely. Um, but yeah, the cover scene or cover band scene definitely is prominent, I would say. <laughs>
1: Like, oh yeah no yeah. i I um back in the day lived with a original rock band in my early twenties, yeah, um and the scene was much more vibrant back then. you know, there okay. was rivalries with bands and stuff and but there yeah. were a lot of places to play, and i don 't know what happened all of a sudden, cover bands became the thing, yeah, and you know, I would rather go see an all original rock band i 'm going go out on a Friday and Saturday night um. Yeah. Rather than a band playing songs that aren't theirs and it right. doesn't sound as good as the originals anyway. So
2: Right. Yeah, no, me too. Me too. Thankfully, there's still a ton of places that we can play. And then obviously we go all over different states too. So thankfully it's, yeah,
1: it's still. It, yeah, it's interesting too how some states really do have a vibrant original rock scene. You know, yeah. like Wisconsin, I know bands that do very well in Wisconsin. I know bands that do good, like, you know, in the Kentucky area in, in you know, Arkansas and Oklahoma is another one. Minnesota is another one, Detroit. Yeah. Um, so there are still very strong areas that that support original rock. Um, and that's always good to see, too. Usually have a, a very good independent rock station. We have a couple here in Chicago that yeah. um, that do play but don't really worry about the algorithm on what to play getting back to that. But yeah, it's, it's nice when you, when you are, you know, when you do see an original rock band and you see support from a station and you see people come out and, and really do support, um, you know, original music.
2: Yeah, definitely. And we were fortunate enough that Will Rock was playing our song Remnant and it hit like top fifty on Active Rock Billboard Charts. So that was cool. And we got to play um the Will Rock show with uh Royal Bliss in I think it was in June in Antioch and that was just awesome. So it was nice to have like that support and do a show like that. That was really, really cool. So we've had a lot of cool opportunities and um but you're right. We did a fest in Minnesota and they love original rock. That was so much fun. It was fun to hang out with um, those people and the fans after they're just, they're a lot of cool, you know, really cool people. And, um, and we'll be playing in Arkansas in September too. So I'm, I'm excited to kind of see how, you know, how the scene is out there. That'll be cool. And yeah, definitely Wisconsin. Every time we're at like the back bar or certain venues in Wisconsin, they're, just so loyal there. I love people Wisconsin. They're so much fun. And the fans there are awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, the other great thing about Wisconsin, you're always within five minutes of cheese and beer. Yes. Yes. So, you yes, know, so love- no matter where you're at. <laughs> yes. 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 No, I um, I try to get up to Wisconsin. Obviously, there's some really cool small venues in Madison and Milwaukee. So there's always some really cool places to play and see yes. live music. But, yeah, you know, it, it really is. Uh, and, 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 again, part of the motivation of the new music spotlight is to shine a light on original rock music. And I know 95 Will Rock does a tremendous job. Mm-hmm. um doing that and and they're really the only rock station in chicago that plays not just the new rock that everybody knows mm-hmm. but plays you know bands like ignessen and band other bands that are trying to make a name for themselves and yeah. you know embracing the grind of what it is to be a rock band so it's nice to see when there's a station like that In a, i wish there were more but um they do a wonderful job
2: yeah definitely yeah we're definitely thankful for that
1: so you got this tour come a couple of different tours coming up. You got some stuff. And then, so when can we expect a new single and, and new music?
2: Um, yeah, we're working on new music now. Um, we are waiting for the release date, but I'm going to say hopefully September 28th. It'll be out the next song. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing I don't have the exact date, but I'm hoping by then Um, so we should know, I would say for sure, by maybe by next week and the next week or two. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go out on a limb and say September 28th. Don't quote me on that, but it'll definitely be end of September.
1: (laughs) Well, that's great. Jennifer, it's been a blast talking with you and getting to know you, um, love the band and can't wait to hear more. Can't wait to actually go out and see you guys live.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. hopefully we'll see you September 18th or sometime soon.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And as you mentioned, you can find Ignescent on Facebook, Instagram, and also Twitter. Um, and then also the website too, you can order your merch. So just kind of tell them again where they can go.
2: Uh, yeah, you can check out ignescentmusic.com, So I G N E S C E N T music.com. Um, Check out our TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's all at Ignescent Music. And then the link is in the bio of our Ignescent Music Instagram. And it has like the links to iTunes or merch and all that. So you can check it out. But yeah, you can download it on iTunes, um, Remnant by Ignescent, um, Amazon Music. Go to Spotify and listen to Remnant by Ignescent
1: and also check out their website too under tour dates you can check out what they're doing in september i know they start out in iowa head to nebraska through missouri oklahoma arkansas louisiana arkansas again and in nashville at the 404 bar and grill as well as huntsville alabama and later on in the month too you can see them in georgia back in tennessee in chattanooga and knoxville as well Also, Lexington, Kentucky, Indianapolis, and as she mentioned, Chicago, Illinois at Stop the Insanity Festival, um, the Festival of Hope. So check that out as well. Uh, Great talking with Jennifer. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks New Music Spotlight. Thanks for tuning in and uh, take care of each other. Thanks.